0: the new perspective. New perspective. That's a shift yeah. in perspective you have. And that's the new perspective.
1: Hey, welcome, welcome back, back to, to the new perspective. How are you, Billy? Are you ready to record?
0: Yeah, I'm great. Thanks.
1: Yay, me too, me too. So, all right, today I have a wonderful guest joining me who has had a passion for the healing energy of music for over 20 years now. He owns a sound shop where he hosts healing sound sessions and teaches drumming for beginners. What first got you interested in the healing energy of music, Billy?
0: Yeah, I didn't realize that um, music was specifically healing until, man, I guess it was when I, Got back from Africa and um, I had spent about five weeks in West Africa. And I I got sick while I was there and seeking ways to heal. And then, yeah, started finding out um, that, you know, sound can help you relax, music can help you process emotions. It's an important aspect of just life in general.
1: Wow, I didn't even realize that. So you went to Guinea or
0: Guinea? Guinea? Yeah, it's called Guinea. Yeah, it's it's in it's on the west coast of Africa. Mm. Um, Other countries near Guinea would be Senegal, and Ivory Coast, Mali. um, This whole region in West Africa, where the djembe drum is, um, you know, it's that's its roots there, and that drum is very popular.
1: Mm -hmm. The Jumbo drum. Yeah, you said you went there to like learn more about drumming, but I didn't realize that when you meant by healed, do you mean it healed you like, was it like a physical condition, not just mental?
0: Yeah, so to be honest, you know, I've never specifically been healed by sound or music. Mm -hmm. And that's something I always mentioned before I do a, a sound healing that that's the term that you know has become popularized but um mm-hmm. a sound meditation or a, a sound bath um, a sound journey there's all these different ways that you can describe you know that experience but um mm-hmm. you know I don't I don't know that we're specifically healing conditions especially like you said physical conditions mm-hmm. um but it is all interconnected, but the point I am just want to make clear is when I got home from Africa, you know, I was very sick physically and it it took me years to just start seeking alternative um, methods of healing. And then, you know, I, I met a woman that was doing sound like with her voice, doing specific healing treatments with with making sounds with her voice, not, um, not the sound healing that you think of these days where it's like, Crystal singing bowls or gongs or things like that, um, and you just started becoming more. I, I started becoming more exposed to different modalities where you know there's there's deeper uh, energetic components to the healing. So you know, an acupuncturist puts needles in your skin, or you know, um, a doctor might prescribe herbs or supplements, drugs, whatever, um, this type of thing starts to move into like shamanic type work or, you know, um, things where you're starting to kind of let go of this intense connection to your problems or this, this thing that we all live you know, sort of maybe not in tune with, you know, the deeper truth of who we are, you know, things like that.
1: I did want to ask you about that, about since you are into healing through the non-traditional ways, right, of drugs or um, medications in different ways, like, what is your opinion on that? Like, um, people who rely on drugs to heal. I mean it's more just curing, right? Or not even curing, but fixing it temporarily rather than truly healing.
0: I mean that's the that's the debate and, and I think for some for some it's very effective and, and is valid and, and probably even specific conditions or situations. Every human body is different. And and I think it's taking a long time for more modern medicine, like Western medicine, as it might be called, to start to understand that they can't just blanket an approach for everyone who's who's having um, you know illness. I, I I actually I just recently I think it was yesterday I spoke in person just because we happened to be in the same room a woman who was you know was going through chemotherapy and. Um, she was saying she's specifically she's like they don't they don't make this too specific to each patient you know and so you know she was talking about the blood work that they do and the checks that they do and basically in her estimation they're just checking if if you're well enough to receive the poison of chemotherapy you know which that's that's essentially what chemotherapy is this intense poison that kills so many things including hopefully the the tumor or the cancer, but it's also gonna wreak havoc on a lot. That's why people get sick when they take chemotherapy. I
1: didn't realize that, wow.
0: Oh, it's awful. It's it's a big deal. And there's a lot of people with cancer and a lot of people with other chronic problems where, you know, maybe maybe heavy dose antibiotics is a is a prescription, you know, and of course, antibiotics, especially long term will really kill all the beneficial bacteria in your microbiome which is your whole gut intestinal digestive and your immune system is very much based in that area so when those things get out of balance and you you take a lot of antibiotics you you start to have other problems
1: it like decreases your immune system
0: it does antibiotics decrease your immune system yeah
1: dang and that's kind of like the opposite effect that's we're trying to healing
0: right the the theory the theory and this is what i was saying is in certain circumstances things like chemotherapy or antibiotics are crucial and very well you know very good it's just you know again you can't just do it for every client and everyone's different and they react differently to these things so if you have an acute infection where like your life is being threatened or my good friend's eye swelled up like, you know, a couple months ago and he had COVID and then, and then he got a sinus infection and then that infection got into his eye and like it swelled, oh. it swelled shut. Yeah, he just suddenly, suddenly his eye was closed and it was all puffed up and it's an infection. It's, it's an abscess in your eye and he, he went to the emergency room and they immediately were like, we got to get you on IV antibiotics and he was in the hospital for almost a week just running, running antibiotics through his entire veins on an IV, you know, and, and that, that saved his eye, it saved his brain. They were worried about the infection could go to his brain, mm, you know. Yeah. So, so to try to steer back kind of to the topic we're on, um, which is found and, and, and not having a stressful life, you know or or having stress only when absolutely necessary or letting go of stress you know we we tend to have a traumatic experience or a stressful situation and if we do that for a decade or two decades or four decades i think it's commonly starting to be talked about that's how you might end up with a certain condition where like why why did you get there's lots of reasons and who really knows but long-term stress is very unhealthy, mm-hmm. and and so and so. If you want to try to prevent any kind of illness, you can spend time being quiet, being aware of, of of you can process your emotions. You know, you can sit with yourself and make make some peace. You know, and, and settle down. You know, it, it, same things being said about grounding. You know, I think sound meditation is a type of grounding, but there's a lot of research about just walking barefoot on the earth. It's like this mm-hmm. this energy is is helping your system of your body stay healthy. And so when we don't connect, when we stay so you know, tapped into different things in life that might be stressful or we don't know they're stressful and they are because you just you're just so used to it.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 A lot of people just normalize stress, I feel like, in our present life. Yep. A lot of people, you, you know, have a lot to do, a lot on their plate, like working their nine to five, like kids, all that stuff. And yeah. you kind of normalized that lifestyle, which made us normalize stress, which makes us normalize always needing um, external means to heal or get better through drugs or medicine but that's interesting like so i've read a bit learned and heard a bit from like joe Dispenza, right who kind of talks about this as well and do you feel like um so stress causes disease
0: it certainly does that's pretty clear
1: Mm. yeah and we don't think about that right like we don't get to the root of the problem you know when we are taking these medications, and right, it can heal when in times of need, right? Like your friend, but um, overall, a lot of people don't even realize the root of the problem.
0: Right, that is also the the more new awareness is being talked about that symptoms symptoms are being treated a lot, and and the actual source of the problem, the root, like you said, is not being addressed, which could be a a number of things like chronic stress would certainly be a thing, but we could go into just, you know, food, we could go into, um, you know, yeah, yeah, we could go into so many things Mm -hmm. that that people just seemingly aren't willing to, um, you know, change. Mm -hmm. And, and I think sound, so, so there's a couple categories with sound as far as like, you know, a frequency, being applied into your body this is this is something that's being more and more you know there's there's a tens unit there's a microcurrent unit there's the rife machine there's a frequency generator machine there's all these wow. new yeah there's all these new things there's like the pemf mat the bio mat you know like you lay on these things and you know they're they're putting electricity certain frequencies, you know, into your body, it absorbs our bodies, our bodies are incredibly sensitive, you know, and that's why when I'm using a 26 inch crystal bowl, or I'm using a 48 inch gong, which are large instruments, they make really strong sound, which can in fact, start to move through your body and also just command or sort of demand you to like, you know, react. And, and and that's always interesting is some folks only need very subtle things to kind of tap in and, and go deep. Whereas other folks might need this really strong energy to maybe break down barriers.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. I When I was doing the meditations, especially there's like this one part, like it's all pretty and nice. And then you stop for a bit. And you like talk a little bit and then it gets really really intense and you do feel it all over your body and i have a lot of like realizations and i mean i set intentions before the meditations and i just get like insight whenever i do them it's really powerful it really is
0: yeah that's a great thing to share for folks that might not have ever tried laying still for 30 minutes and listening to sounds, you know, receiving insight, like you said, or having an experience, you know, this is the kind of um, eye opening or possible support for someone to, to realize yeah. who, a- any number of things.
1: Anything.
0: Yeah. Just to, to make a change, you know, that's kind of the theme Sometimes, like you said, I might I might use some words, you know, to help people like, you know, allow like like create that for themselves because it's another new I I don't know if it's how new it is, but like seems like a more new age approach is like, well, we we can create some of our own reality. I'm not one of these people that's just like, yeah, just manifest and create blah, blah, blah and all these buzzwords. It's, It's more about like what what is this one thing you can do today and if you can not react to a situation with a negative or a judgmental quick, you know, reaction. And so the the sound meditation could maybe help you realize that I actually can make this little change and let go of this tendency that I get frustrated or annoyed with a certain thing in in my life situation. You know, like people have Certain things they just have to deal with and they can't manifest that away. They can't, you know, they can't quit their job right now, you know, so they have to learn how to like maybe work that job or do whatever that thing is with this little reactive charge without that, that spike of adrenaline that's kind of, you know, obviously causing, causing them stress or causing them to be unhappy, Mm. stuff like that.
1: Yeah, meditation is a great way to overcome some of those emotions or initial reactions because, I mean, a lot of the times when we have those just reactions, we are, we're just working on autopilot, just Mm -hmm. because this is how we respond, this is how we've responded before, but when we're actually, like, present and aware and just more calm and observant right mm-hmm. we can kind of observe the emotion mm-hmm. observe the initial reaction and let it go like i know if i um whenever i'm in like a meditative state or if i'm feeling upset or anything like that whenever i do go into a meditation i feel so much better like mm-hmm. it, i feel instantly like at least a little bit better yeah. because i have just stopped experiencing and just observed the situation and yeah i feel like that should be you know influence more just these simple ways that we can heal ourselves too
0: nice yeah totally
1: mm-hmm. i did want to ask you this like we talked a bit earlier about like Frequencies and for the sound meditations, like a lot of it is um, like musical. And so, I wanted to ask you, like, what is your opinion on frequencies? There's like 432 hertz, there's Mm -hmm. like 417, all these Mm -hmm. numbers. Like, what does that, you know, actually mean? Is it real? What's your opinion?
0: Yeah, excellent question. Um, So, The key thing that I think needs to be just explained for for just the general public and just just frequency in general, they measure frequency in hertz. So it's measuring how fast, you know, the vibration is moving. So a very slow-moving vibration is a lower hertz, and then when it really vibrates fast, it's a high-pitched sound, high, like 600 hertz, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, basically, I agree that 432 hertz is the fine, they call it tuning, okay? So, when you say 432 hertz, that is talking about the note A and, and it's, like, it's like if you took a tuning fork and you rang it and it rang 432 hertz, that means that that is in that exact tuning, right? Now, all the other sounds, say like you're thinking about a piano. So, all the other sounds on that piano are going to be different hertz. If you go up higher, they get higher. If you go down lower, they get lower. And the point is, is we're using that middle note A to decide how the other notes are going to be in tune with that middle note. So if that middle note is 440, right now like practically probably every single song you listen to that's on a, you know, digital download or whatever on streaming. These are all instruments tuned to 440 hertz because that's just the standard tuning. And there is, a, like you said, a lot of new awareness where 432 hertz could be a, a much better tuning. And, and it, isn't, it isn't dramatically different. It's a little bit, little bit lower. You know, the, the, the sound goes very, very subtle shift. But it, the point is, for my opinion to be expressed, I think what's most crucial is that all your sounds that you're working with are creating a nice harmonic and that would mean that they're in tune with each other. Mm-hmm. So this is the proportion that they are apart so that the two sounds make like a, it's called a chord, you know. Mm-hmm. So if I mix a C note with a G note, it's called a perfect fifth and that is a harmony between the two sounds mm-hmm. that, and for that to happen that c note if that was in a 440 hertz tuning the g note has to be as well and and you can get really technical which you do when you're working with sound and music and things if that c note is plus 20 or minus 30 we're talking about how far that is away from 440 hertz because mm-hmm. instruments oh. that are yeah instruments that are tuned say a guitar or a handpan or anything that makes a musical note Sometimes, you know, very often, it's not exactly 440 hertz tuned, because to be completely perfect like that is, you know, it changes a little bit. Like a handpan, it's a metal, you know, sort of UFO shaped um, steel drum, and it has beautiful notes, and they all play together. But like, if you know every single one were exact perfect 440 that could happen but it probably isn't going to stay that way because as you play it things change the steel heats up and you know so the magic like like the, the magic of how all the frequencies in the world are like making matter and the atoms and the electrons i mean this is all goes down to a molecular level and and so we commonly love as humans in our minds to say this is the healing frequency. Like I've heard, four thirty-two hertz called the healing frequency. You know, or this is this is the earth earth frequency, or this is you know. It, and what it is is it's another it's another frequency, and, and you, or, or or it's a different one. Like it's almost like saying people with like you know a beautiful smile are the happiest people. You know, and like sure, probably, but what about people with like a different smile? they could be just as happy, you know, or, or maybe they're supposed to be that way for a reason. And not every single person should be, you know, Ned Flanders, you know, like, (laughs) so, so that's like the thing with these frequencies is what are you feeling yourself personally? And how are you, you know, creating what you're creating? So it's your, it's your choice. I, I don't like to think that there's a good frequency and a bad frequency. I like to think that, you know, it just depends on what works for you and how you want to create, you know, as a musician, if you want to tune to 432 hertz, awesome. If you want to tune to 444 hertz, that's awesome too, which I personally have a good part of my instruments, which you've been in my space and experienced those sounds, a lot of those are 444 hertz, which if you do mathematics, then that gives you the 528 hertz in that musical scale so like those hertz and those different frequencies will only be um, part of your equation if you're tuned to a certain hertz and that's Mm -hmm. the it's hard to explain these things without like a really in-depth and kind of in-person sort of chart or something but the point you you get it right
1: like on the YouTube, I can put a visual chart of some short sort that I do.
0: Yeah, it, the, the, the key thing to remember is if I tune to 444 or I tune to 440 or I tune to 432, that then decides what all the other sounds are going to be because I have to be in tune. If, if right. So that's the point. It, it's all based off of which, which one do you like. And and so it, it's just your choice. It, it, to me, what's more, way more important is whether or not your other sounds are, in fact, in tune with your main sound.
1: Mm. Okay. People
0: people have things that are out of tune a little bit sometimes, and and you'll that that I think will cause more of a like kind of like oh this isn't feeling so healing. Something's a little off.
1: <laughs> oh, so the key thing for the healing might not be the frequency of hertz itself it's just if it's tuned together that's it it.
0: that's it you got it
1: yeah that makes more sense you know i do hear that a lot like i've heard a lot that 432 is like um the earth frequency or i don't know i mean you play it and it sounds pretty and it sounds healing but a lot of it may just be it sounds pretty or it's um the if it's all in harmony, if it's all tuned correctly,
0: that's it. Because if I play you a song in four forty, and then I play that same song in four thirty-two, mm-hmm. you you're gonna barely notice it. You know, it, it would be hard to discern. You know, mm-hmm. a difference in four forty-four as well. You know, and if four thirty-two is like like the earth frequency and the healing thing, and if we don't do it in that tuning, then then certain things don't work as far as the magic of sound. Well, then there's there's equal arguments for for all those other 444. And, you know, there's, there's just so much. I think they all have these different um, benefits.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So what do you know? Because there's like different specific hurts that some say activate different chakras or energy centers or different things like 417s like healing sure. removing negativity sure. or like this sure. frequency sure. the heart like what's right. your opinion on that?
0: yeah that's another excellent question you are you're, you're, you're on to these these things because <laughs> well you know when you want to like realize that i need to put energy towards a certain area of my body like i'm not having like the best way to, to talk about chakras to me, see I I I want to make a disclaimer, like I am completely self-taught and I'm, you know, been playing music for 25 years and like, you know, I I'm in percussion. Like I'm I'm more of a pound it out, like my original musical learning and experience that I found strong connection to and found success with is is drumming with my hands and I would I have taught many classes I still teach classes and you know it's like you get this energy going you you stir up energy you dr- you drum the drum and it's a deep deep sound because the base of the drum of the djembe is a boom echo bass. so let me tie that into your question about chakras and about frequencies that might open your heart chakra or open my root or just clear it clear it right or whatever if you got a clogged chakra or it's not spinning or it you know I've heard all these different things and <laughs> I, I i don't i don't necessarily go down those paths but i do know that low frequencies like the bass from the djembe or even a giant crystal singing bowl or a gong those mm-hmm. those frequencies i feel are going to vibrate lower in your body okay so so as far as like which frequency is going to do your root chakra and which frequency is going to do your crown or your heart those are i think personal for you to see how you can start to feel and move energy and and receive that vibration to maybe resonate in that area of your body but if i make a really high pitched sound i think this is true for most humans a really high like ding sound it's up in your brain it's up in your head like that sound does not rattle your bones down in your you know lower root okay so that's how i think of it you know that's and when you do sound therapy or you do music or you whatever there are lots of different mixtures where low frequencies and high frequencies are all being created so I do think generally, if you are a, a sound worker and you're doing a wide range of sound, you should probably be covering all the chakras, you know? Yeah. But, but it's, it's fascinating to try to zero it in. And I understand that in the application of science, like, like specific, really tuned in things, it is valid to say, what frequency is gonna really like hit me here? Exactly what frequency does this? Those are the things that I'm not really that driven to pursue, but I will say that, you know, I think I'm still covering some of that just by out without trying.
1: That's a really good way of putting it. I haven't thought about it like that, but I do get that when it's something like deeper, more in the base, you know, you do feel that like in your stomach or lower Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and like those mm -hmm. little pings you don't yeah so it is interesting that's true Hmm. i haven't thought about it that way but that kind of makes it more understandable definitely so kind of drawing it back to the frequency so the singing bowls right those are like specific frequencies specific hurts right like can you tell me a bit more about singing bowls and like why you feel their healing or their healing properties
0: yeah singing bowls crystal and then tibetan so the tibetan bowl is a metal combination of metals to make a bowl that's that's a metal bowl and it's it's to me i i again am not a big um, aficionado on tibetan bowls more i use way more crystal bowls um, but I certainly have some, some Tibetan bowls, a lot of them actually, and I sell those. But
1: What's the difference?
0: You, yeah, there's a good question. So the Tibetan bowl with the metal, it's a quieter sound because, you know, the bowl is heavy and the dense, dense material of the metal. So when you strike a Tibetan bowl or you sing it with the mallet around the outside edge, it makes a beautiful sound and it's powerful. Um, so, so it's just typically a lot quieter And also more of a mixture of sound. So if I strike a Tibetan singing bowl, it's it's not necessarily just really strong one single note. There's some overtones. So an overtone would be like, I hit a material like a gong has a lot of overtones. And when you strike a bowl or a gong, whatever, if there's other, the vibration moving through there, it's a movement, you know, and it moves the metal and it, creates these different sounds that then combine and you hear it as maybe one sound, but if you hear very sensitively, you're like, oh, there's like these other, I can pick out these other sounds in there. Yeah. Whereas with a crystal bowl, like you said, you know, the crystal bowl is, is a much more stronger specific note mm-hmm. that's, that's usually pretty stable. So if I use like a digital tuner to tell me what hertz is this bowl? the crystal bowl very often could be just like boom 216.10 hertz like that's how many it is and it's vibrating that way and it's pretty stable um a lot of crystal bowls will will move up and down a little so it'll go from 216.10 up to 217 to 218 and it'll come back down to 214 it'll it'll oscillate because the the way the bowl is vibrating but like a tibetan bowl or a gong can do that a lot more because you know the the material and the way that the sound has those overtones so those are some different ways that the bowls act and then like a tibetan bowl is commonly placed on the body so if i lay someone down and put a bowl on their belly or on the shoulder or on their legs you know that vibration can can move more into your body and the bowl can sit sit on your body like that or i can move it close a lot of times with crystal bowls, you know, in fact, never really... The the sound doesn't seem to really transfer through that that material of the crystal. You know, it's not like you, you put the crystal bowl on your body and you play it and it really shoots down into you. You don't feel that transference as much. Um, and, then, and then there's a whole other topic of alchemy bowls, which are crystal bowls that are not just quartz crystal, but they might have lipidolite or they might have azestolite or rose quartz or you know, so many different gemstones, they might have minerals, they might have gold, platinum, you know, they're mixing, they're mixing metals and minerals and and crystals, different types of crystals, which are going to create different colors, you know, so the bowl, you see the bowl like the frosted, the crystal quartz bowl is usually a white frosted bowl, you know, and then if you see a um, amethyst bowl mixed with platinum or with, you know, palladium, it's going to have this whole other look and sound. And then the key thing would be energy because you can start talking about properties of different crystals and metals and things like that. There is said to be, and again, I I don't know. I I, I certainly feel different things sometimes. I don't know if you ever held a piece of moldavite in your hand, you know, and if you felt like, dang, Mm -hmm. this thing is like, got because those, they, they vibrate, you know, like, the, the crystals vibrate. So that's a different material than metal. So the the, the metal ball, and again, I, I'm really not like, I, I'm way more driven and experiential with just creating the sounds and feeling and being in this like, you know, I, I don't want to use the word shamanic, but but I think that as people start to think more or, or experience more, I start to realize like being a human could be related to shamanic because uh, in my estimation, like shamanic is sort of like the the world's like, you know, the depth, right? So like shamanic drumming, like trance state, you know, like this is a meditative state, you know, it's like there's the words I think do us a disservice often because you just start to think about this is this this is that and then you organize it all and then you think you know something because you know the words Mm -hmm. you know but I really prefer the experience so Mm -hmm. if you want to you know do work with you know whatever meditative state or whatever you know you you need to do it you need to like go in there and like you you did it you came to my space and you experienced the thing and now you know firsthand whatever you felt
1: Mm -hmm. yeah wow i did want to touch on that like the shamans or shamanic like what does shamanic necessarily mean or like give an explanation for people who haven't heard of that before
0: yeah I kind of just mentioned that like I I don't know what it means I love I love my newest Mm -hmm. thing I I love this I say it so much I don't know (laughs) you know because like why would I I think that I know why would I think I look back I'm 44 Mm -hmm. years old I look back on when I was 30 you know or 35 or even four years ago when I was 40 you know it's like you thought maybe these certain things and you almost always a certain amount of years later you're like what the hell was I thinking? You know, like yeah. you know, it just, it's and it's not true. that it was like mm-hmm. it's not that it's proven incorrect and that you weren't you weren't right, but like, why do you think you know what shamanism is? You know, or like what what is it? Yeah. You know, but like I do, I will say this: like for people who maybe never even really thought about or have been anyone talking to them about shamanic things, you know, think of the earth. Think think of like just. Just living in a body on planet Earth and how you can can be um, aware that the plants are growing and that the animals are alive. like shamanism starts to go into natural. I, I believe and my this is my take that mm-hmm. sh- a shaman like take take a shaman from a culture where they, they that's their thing. they're not like a, an American, Or whoever, modern time that went to a village in Peru or in some wherever there's shamans in their traditional sense. Uh, I'm talking about like, what does a shaman in the traditional sense do? And to me, I think that they develop relationships with natural earth based power, like a mountain or a lake or, um, A plant you know so these are these are things that we as a modern society have really lost track of like how do i talk to a tree you know like can i talk to a tree like really so like i think maybe and again i don't know but i think shamanism starts to relate to those types of commitments that that people um What's the word like? They they commit. They they're committing to it. They're they're um, cultivating cultivating a relationship that then gives them this this energetic power. And so a shaman might then transfer that that energy and that power to someone that might be struggling with something, and they might be able to help them, you know, like change. You know, change a situation that they are being because because there's there's darkness and there's light, right and Apparently, you know, when someone is imbalanced, there's some some thing that might be, you know, clogging or blocking or not letting light in, you know. And and if you don't have, I mean, think how the sunshine can heal you or can can feed it. We get vitamin D from the sun, you know. So these are the kinds of natural things that all of the ways that, you know, You can combine. So when a shaman wants to like, you know, this again is my understanding. They commonly use sound. Like a shaman is a shaman is commonly known. Like they can use a drum. They can use a rattle. They can use even just a bell. Ding, 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 ding. You know, just some kind of sound. Yeah, it's like a consistent sound is from what I've gathered, you know, and this helps them travel. Like a shaman might travel to the underworld or to some other, you know, they're 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 doing, you know, just amazing things, but like, do I know that or I, I am not going down that path, you know, and to be honest, like I've been around people who have or claim to and other things and it's 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 the world, you know, it's like dangerous or scary or or unclear it's it's not a you know it's not like you're going to a thing where there's like some kind of sanctioned disclaimer and you're protected by you know insurance
1: <laughs> yeah yeah from what that was a beautiful explanation thank you but sure from what i've heard about it it is like more natural healing right i don't know i know less than you but more of that natural healing do they implement like certain drugs like maybe it's like ayahuasca like ibogaine i think i've heard some of those i'm not sure
0: yeah again i'm not sure either but Mm. it's true that the plant the the plant medicine is clearly has a role in our world Mm. you know and so ayahuasca or, or you could name peyote and you could name even cannabis or whatever plant, you know, is helping helping or hurting. And, and it, apparently it seems like things that hurt or things that, that cause maybe somehow some sort of suffering or, or can be a source. Like people could look at alcohol, think of the suffering that alcohol has caused many people and accidents have happened because people are drunk and blah, blah, blah. But like, that seems to be some role that needs to be present for us to grow and learn, Mm. you know? So we have to go through these difficult experiences. Otherwise, you know, there's no impetus for us to actually have that experience.
1: Mm. Yeah. So a lot of these drugs can initially cause a lot of bad things. I know a lot of people fast before doing it or like, Lots of vomiting and diarrhea, cleansing all of that out, basically. And, you know, we do grow through the pain. I mean, just yeah. in anything, right? Right. But all of this pain is actually catalyzing change. And when you think of it like that, it you can kind of understand more. The importance of this, you know, because you can read philosophy books all the time, but then you actually experience like a death in your family. Mm-hmm. You're like, it's kind of, you're actually experiencing it. You're actually like feeling that pain, that really realization of death. And yeah, not yeah. just philosophizing about it or thinking about it, which there is great to too. Right. Um, I'm all well sad. Thank you. Yeah, I actually have a podcast on that coming out today. Back to what I was saying, these plant medicines are here for a reason, and it kind of forces you to open your mind. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you was: Have you ever like met a shaman?
0: Yes. You know, another another person in the world it wasn't anything. You know. He's human.
1: <laughs> is this a normal person like did you go there to heal from him or like learn from them or was it just like someone that you did healing in some way or channeling in some way well
0: no 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 yeah i don't don't not get, healing? You, you, you might have interpreted that wrong oh, okay. i don't think he he specifically sets out and says i'm intending to heal you oh, I, okay. not at all And I definitely know that he's not thinking like I'm going to open my channel and I'm going (laughs) to blah blah blah. But like, yeah, but but he's not just drumming. That was why I was trying to explain. Well, what's special about bolacata? You know, what what are we what are we talking about here? And and everyone has a channel. You know what I mean? Like we all have a an aura or an energy that we emit. And so his channel, you know, can get deeper and stronger when he's playing and he, 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 like, 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 and that's why you interpreted it the way you did. You were like, oh, so he actually, yeah, any performer, anyone who gets up on stage or, or leads a workshop, you know, Tony Robbins, I mean, these guys get all fired up, you know. And uh, or, or they or some do some have their way. Eckhart, Eckhart Tolle doesn't get too fired up, but he's a huge leader. <laughs> you know, he's just like so calm and chill. You know, he's almost like the opposite of Tony Robbins. But um, <laughs> anyway, Bulacat is just you know he is certainly going um, into a state. You know, when he performs, he's, he's tap, he's connecting into his flow. Like you said, it's a flow, it's a progression. And he goes deeper as the show goes on. He gets yeah. warmed up. He starts really, mm-hmm. you start feeling like, yeah. wow, this is like, he's really, something's really happening here.
1: Right. Okay. So it's just, he is getting into that flow state while playing the music and people can kind of... you feel that energy that's right right? you
0: feel that energy that's
1: right okay that makes more sense i love what you do (laughs) i love the sound healing you've opened my mind more and you know i'm a musician i play like guitar and i have a little hand drum as well and sax and i love um music and every time i play a lot of the times you know you get into that flow state you kind of forget about your problems your emotions you can express them and actually kind of heal in a way by doing that and you know it's definitely opened my mind to more of that so i appreciate it good keep it up all right so i think that's a good place to end it thank you so so much for coming on the podcast my pleasure all right thanks for tuning in that is the new perspective
0: the new perspective